0: Welcome to My Wedding Season, the podcast. I'm your host, Ida Glovig, a European intimate wedding and elopement photographer based in Germany. I'm a mom of two, imperfectly juggling life's responsibilities and chasing my dreams alongside the love of my life, Tim. I provide wedding photographers with the inspiration, tools, and resources needed to build a sustainable brand and business. On today's episode, I'm joined by my friend Valerie Fernandez, all the way from Vanuatu. Valerie works closely with her couples to create absolute magic. She describes the drive behind the images that she creates in four words. Intimacy, connection, passion, and vulnerability. The water is a key element in her art, and in our time together, she talks about how she has recently found her way back to the ocean. I'm putting a trigger warning on this episode because we do talk about the pain of loss and grief. It is highly relevant and a cornerstone in Valerie's story and her work. This conversation is definitely for you if you're on the journey of finding your authentic artistic voice as a photographer. And a quick disclaimer, we did have some Wi-Fi issues during the recording of this conversation. The audio quality is not perfect, although I did spend hours trying to improve it for your listening comfort. Nevertheless, I do hope that you can overlook the imperfections and focus on the incredible value that Valerie so graciously shares with us to help us grow as artists. Okay, we're going to get started. Valerie, I'm so glad that you're joining me today.
1: Me too. Me too. Thank you so
0: much for having me. I was so surprised when your message came in. I got so excited. I was like, yay, that's so cool. I mean, ever since I got to know you on Conference and Chill, I've been fascinated by the work that you do, your presentation, it just moved me so deeply that I just knew this is the type of conversation that I want to have. I want to dig deeper and just yeah, go there if you know what I mean. You can't see me but I'm actually
1: having goosebumps. Thank you so much,
0: so much for saying this and
1: the feeling is so mutual because honestly the funny thing (laughs) is it's the first time that we actually have a direct conversation but I feel like I totally know you already. It's just so weird
0: but same ever since It's just been like yeah Good. Oh, so <laughs> cool yeah so for me we're just so like I want to get to know you better so if you can just tell me yeah. more about you and how you got to where you are right now that would be amazing
1: so I was born in Vanuatu which is something worth mentioning because most people have never heard of Vanuatu they don't even know what it is So Vanuatu is this really, really tiny, tiny, tiny archipelago in the South Pacific. So our closest neighbours would be New Zealand, Australia, and New Caledonia. So this is where I was born, which is already something not many humans on this planet can say. I was born here and raised here from a French father and a Vietnamese mother. So I guess the very first thing about me is that I have always, always been in a multicultural environment, this is this is probably the first thing that defines me, and I love it. I absolutely adore it. I mean, it's it's come with a bit of a struggle. Uh, it's, I think it's a very common thing for a lot of people who grow up in you know just very very rich environments like this, very colourful, lots of different cultures. But it it is also something typical of Vanuatu. Like it's it's just a place where people come by. We have a lot of experts who are here for two, three years. And so people just mingle. And if you walk in the streets, you'll literally see all kinds of people with all sorts of backgrounds and stories. And I absolutely love this. So that's the first thing I guess about me that's really shaped the way that I see the world, the way that I approach people and relationships, the way that I and visits the future for my daughter
0: and just you know everything so my kids are half German and I'm Ethiopian so like I actually it's so important to me that they also learn about their African culture even though we live in Europe but I think it just enriches your life and even for me growing up in Ethiopia I went to like private international schools so I was always surrounded from people from all over and I really feel like that really made me the person I am now because I feel like you can throw me anywhere in this world and I would just find my place and that's where I feel the most at home I can say almost.
1: I could not agree more I could not agree more and it just becomes something so precious because I think when you when you grow up in an environment like this, you, you don't think twice about it. It's just who you are. It's part of your normality. But then you travel and you meet people and you realize not everybody has that broad horizon. For some people, it's just one culture, one set of values, and, and it's just the only way that they know. And it makes it harder to you know, put themselves in someone else's shoes or, or just have that flexibility when it comes to cultural biases and things like this. I remember I spent a whole year in South Africa, and it was just the strangest experience because, you know, I grew up here where we just all lived together. And so getting there when the apartheid was just not that long ago, I mean, when you think about it, it was like less than 20 years. And so odd, like my brain could just not process the possibility of having this kind of regime like so recently it's it was just something and it made me realize not everybody's grown up with the same exposure to differences different cultures different ways of life and different values so I think it's it's a great richness it's a it's a great 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 thing when you are exposed to this as a young age at a young
0: age just gives you yeah I don't know it just makes the world more colorful so true and i mean (laughs) when you do spend a longer period of time in another place like i also lived for six months in south africa and it was just like it gives you that chance to really experience the people their values and how they go about life and definitely like you also mentioned to me you lived in paris so i can imagine that was also another completely different experience for you
1: (laughs) well when i was in paris we were four girlfriends and they were my family the whole time that i was there I was just poor island girl, completely lost in the city. But anyway, one of them is Jewish, and the other one is Muslim, and the third one is Catholic. Wow. So okay. It was, just the, <laughs> and it was the most natural thing. It was yeah. the most natural thing. And and again, when it was happening, because it was the most natural thing, I didn't think about it too much. You know, things happen in the news and here and there, and then you start to realize what a gift it is that you can just love people and see past anything that might be a difference between you you know it's not it's just what you choose to look at really and yeah so
0: Paris was awesome for that I I couldn't agree more oh that is so good and I mean I want to learn more really about (laughs) how all your life experiences, how you integrate that into the work that you do, the art that you create, and like how that just, how you're able to get into that. That's fascinating to me. Thank you.
1: That's really, that's actually a question that if you'd asked me maybe two years ago, I would have had a really hard time answering but somehow, I think 2020 really had people just focus on different things and pivoting. And so for me, the, the big, big, big silver lining was to focus more on what I really wanted to do and why I wanted to do it and how I wanted to do, to do it. So another, another part of my background uh, that is hugely important in who I am and, and in my photography is also that, unfortunately, I have lost a lot of people in my life and it's it's something that I think about a lot because when I started photography I was like well everybody you know every, when you go to workshops and and things yeah. like this and everybody's talking about your why you know your big big reason to why you're doing this but the whole time I was like well how can I have like a wedding photography website and tell people the reason why I photograph weddings is because you know of death I mean I was just uh that was just like yeah yeah I, I was I couldn't bring myself to openly talk about it. But then um, I did some mentoring with two incredible humans. And these are Ben and Chiajana from Tinted Photography. Uh, I love that. Yes, uh, yes.
0: hundred percent.
1: So, so much love for them. Yeah. And so when I was talking to Jana, she said, Val, well, you've got to own this. You've got to own this because as long as you don't, people are not going to be able to really understand you, where you come from and why you do what you do and also how they might relate to you. So there was a bit of work around this on myself first because, you know, it's it's also yeah, it can be a trigger for sadness for a lot of things. But it just got me to realise that it is fundamental to why I do what I do in many ways. It's not just about, you know, capturing a moment because you never know what happens and, and tomorrow isn't guaranteed. It's it's also because it's always been a compass in my life because so I lost my I lost my baby sister when she was just two years old Um, and my oldest when she was 39 and both of them um, passed away brutally like it wasn't a a natural death or anything it was just like one day you're here and the next day oh tense yeah and <laughs> I'm not going to cry. Um, but I am also fortunate because my mom, my mom is a very extraordinary woman and she's very spiritual. And I guess that very, very early on, she has taught me that pain is a part of life. And if you try to resist it, it will break pieces of you. Yeah. So it's not about embracing it, I guess, but it's just about allowing it to be. Because it is. It is, it is that when, when anyone loses someone they love, yeah. it is something that is going to live an imprint on who you are. It's going to shape you one way or another. And so because of my mom's Buddhist background, the way we look at it, um it's it's not the same as in Western cultures, at least not not the same as in the French culture. so we don't we don't you know we don't talk very very slow about the people who aren't here because we're worried about you know, tears or emotions we We absolutely celebrate them and so in my head it's always been like look you're lucky you're lucky that you're here because your baby sister she didn't even get a chance at life you know she passed away at two so two there's there's just no it's not even begun yet (sighs) not at all And it was the same thing with my older sister. She was extraordinary. I have a lot of extraordinary women around me, which is incredible and I'm so grateful for it. But so in my head, it's like, I can't, just because I'm scared to do something, I can't just, you know, roll up and and let it pass by me because I know for a fact that some people don't get this chance at being alive. This isn't everything. So for me, it's it's sort of, transformative you know it's like if you resist the pain if you try to push it away or if you try to deny it it's not going to go away all it's going to do is take pieces of you that you don't even notice are missing if you allow it to become a part of your life it's not going to turn into a good thing obviously but you can you can grow you can grow from it and you can be the best that you can and so when I photograph people now I'm, I'm just giving it all the value that I can, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's no such thing as a tiny moment. There is no such thing. Whether whether I'm, I'm photographing a couple session outside of the wedding day or whether it's the wedding day and they're on their own eloping or they have a whole family and their whole friends, all of it, it matters, whatever it is. If it's a maternity session, it matters. If it's a family session, it matters. Yeah. Whatever we're photographing, it really, really matters and also I remember I was always I never liked myself on photos like never
0: (laughs) most of Um, us (laughs) I would say I actually despise photographers (laughs) back in the day yeah but so I was never on
1: photos and you know what the price to pay is for that is that I literally have maybe five photos of me and my sister that's all I've got and the chances Painful. they are gone. Yeah. Because we're so focused on, you know, our vulnerability. We're like, a photo is going to capture all of the things, amongst other things, all of the things yeah. that I feel vulnerable about. You know, whether it's my skin or my hair or my weight or my height or whatever it is. Yeah. And we don't want that because we feel vulnerable. And, and it's normal that it's, it's not a comfortable feeling. It's not a com- comfortable place to be. But the reality is... When So Ollie and I, my husband, we attended yes. the
0: Wolves workshop. I don't okay. know if you've heard of it. It's, oh, it's- yes. Um, I've heard of it. Yeah. And I was stalking your Instagram this morning, oh. just going through. And then, yeah, we'll get into it later. But I just really saw even a change before you went to the workshop to afterwards your work. There, You can see yeah. that transition. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, I have to talk to her about that. It was incredible. It was was life-changing,
1: not just in terms of photography, but also humanly. It just, it it clicked. See, for me, I believe there are two different ways to learn or there are two different courses or things. There are some that are informative and they're going to transfer skills to you, new skills. Yeah. And uh, informative, sorry. And then there are those who are transformative, those who take something that's already within you and brings it out to the Uh surface. And Walt was definitely these two combined. I mean, there was so much new knowledge, new skills, just so much new things. It was, like, mind-blowing. But it was also transformative because being surrounded with all these other photographers that all came from different backgrounds, different ages, different styles, talking to people who are, like, my heroes, well, actually not even talking because, I went so we went there specifically because I really, really, really wanted to meet Lucas Giatek.
0: Incredible. Only Can only say good was things. The biggest, the biggest fan, so much so that when he
1: said hi.
0: I'm gonna make sure crazy. he listens to this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he knows. I think he knows. And yeah, so Walls was really amazing and it really changed a lot for me. And I have no idea how I came to talk about Walls in the first place. Not, not liking photos. And so what happened when we were at Walls is that I was with Oli and there was not that many of us who came with their partners. So imagine a bunch of wedding and couple photographers stuck on an island for a week and there's maybe two or three couples on the island. So everybody was coming to us and they were like, hey guys, do you mind if I use these models? I really want to try this and this that we learned today. Da, da, da. So we did. Mm-hmm. Poor Ollie had no idea what he was signing up for. <laughs> but the truth is... Um, what was incredible then was that obviously these photographers were amazing and they made me realize that a good photo it's not about how you look it's about how you're feeling in a moment i think that was the biggest greatest transformation whether it's for me in terms of how i photograph or whether it's it's for me in my life because since then I've been jumping on opportunities to be on photos with my husband, with my family, with my daughter, because I don't care. I don't care anymore that I look like this or that I look like that. I mean, obviously, I am far from perfect. Obviously, there are gazillions of women out there who are incredibly pretty and younger and this and that. But it doesn't matter because at the end of the day and at the end of this life, um, all that we have are memories. So, yeah, I, I guess now I can say loud and proud that grief and death and the sense of love is mm-hmm. really fundamental to how i approach things and also in terms of the experience i want to provide to my clients i'm happy photographing traditional weddings but i think now i want to take couples on adventures like real out of the ordinary off the beaten path adventures there are places in vanuatu that no white man has ever seen or set foot on it's just you know i can take couples out an active volcano i can take them diving in a cave i can there's just all these things um, that i believe nourish me as a human and as an artist and because i've lived 10 years in paris i know that unfortunately not everybody has this in their yes. backyard you know like just this feeling of being tiny but also a part of something bigger and and greater and i'm lucky that i was born here i'm lucky that i was born with one foot in europe and one foot in the south pacific yeah. and that i can tell people hey guys you know i had a chance to discover what life in one of the most beautiful cities in the world is now how about you come and i show you what true wilderness can look like you know you're away from connection you're away it's literally we spent a whole week in December in the northern islands of Vanuatu. Okay.
0: And let me tell you,
1: yeah. it's adventure. There's like no phone signals, there's no internet, food is very basic, water is very, fresh water is very scarce.
0: Barely any people as well, I guess. I mean, it's sparsely yeah. populated, Barely I can imagine. People,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no cars, no concrete
1: structures whatsoever. It's, yeah. You're just you're back to basics. You're totally back to basics. And it takes a while to, to adjust. But yeah. once you do, you just realise, you get this feeling of just freedom. And, and this is something that I really want to share with people because I think as uncomfortable as it might be on the moment, when you actually let go, you just find yourself completely renewed somehow. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good good go around uh, my background and I guess the last thing that is also extremely important in what I do and how I do it is that, so Ollie and I got married in 2012, December yeah.
0: 2012.
1: Mm-hmm. And my older, so my big sister, and she was everything to me, she passed away just about a year after that. Wow. And, and from there, things just collapsed, my entire world. My entire world collapsed and my marriage, Um, Ollie and I separated for 18 months and we went through absolute hell. 18 months later, we decided, look, if we can't let go of each other, maybe we might as well use all that energy to rebuild something good and something strong. And so today we are, I think, in a really good place because it's a very honest, Place like when mm-hmm. we say I love you, we mean, I love you with the best of you and the worst of you, and you know, the vulnerability and the weak points and the wounds, and also the pride of, of how far we've come. And this is why I photograph couples like because mm-hmm. I remember when I became a mom, people were like, Hey, so are you gonna switch to photographing babies now? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Um, Not that I don't love babies and not that I don't love my own child. Obviously, I take lots of photos of her, but but no. But the thing is, beyond just finding that question a bit odd, it got me thinking, okay, why couples? Why not, you know, couples and families and maternity and this and that? Because I love photographing families and maternity. I do it sometimes. But the truth is I photograph couples because... I think in the life that we live today, that is usually very high pace and just go 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 go. Um, something's got to give.
0: Yeah.
1: And usually mm-hmm. that something is going to be yourself first, and your couple, your relationship, because mm-hmm. we're adults. We've got to be reasonable. We've got responsibilities. We got to think about you know what's best for the kids. And there's only 24 hours in one day, and this and that, and so yeah, we understand, he'll understand, she'll understand. And, and, and couples just go on like this, days after days, weeks after weeks, months after months, years after
0: years. And then all of a sudden they realize, where's the fire? It so all accumulates. Yeah. yeah. And they start living separate lives slowly, even. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm.
1: You do. And so it just takes so much strength and so much courage and so much love to take your relationship, you know, to the finish line, like really get through life together, um, not losing sight of each other. Just, you know, uh, to have a relationship where there is space for each other's evolution, um, for each other's new dreams. I mean, when we got together with Oli, I had no idea I would ever become a photographer of any sort. He used to be a financial analyst, and he's now a chocolate maker. Is
0: it? Um, (laughs) So cool. Um, I love it.
1: But the truth is, we had no idea when we signed up, when we got married. We didn't know that we were going to change this much. And if we didn't allow the other to not just grow and change, but supported each other in this way, because we were like, this is how you become the best version of yourself. Uh, we probably would have lost each other. We we probably would have just, you know, or, or we would just just been in this relationship where you just keep going because that's what you do, but you don't know why anymore and the connection is not here anymore. And so I absolutely adore going on couple sessions because for me, it's not just giving them pretty pictures, you know, it's yeah. also, I would dare to say therapeutic because yeah. like the first thing that I tell them, it's like, guys, this is a moment for you. This is a moment for who you were when you met and who you became along the way and the good things and the hard things and the things that nobody knows but this person in front of you, the things that nobody would bear, nobody would tolerate but this person in front of you, the things that this person in front of you supported you through or pushed you to do or believed in you and all of this. So I, I'm definitely not photographing I'm definitely not going to stop photographing couples for a very long time because they are, they are everything. It just starts, you know, whatever you, whatever your relationship is, so much of life comes from your couple. And and I think that we don't give couples enough attention,
0: enough care, enough, you know, consciousness. For me, I'm so moved by how intentional you go about it because what we do see mostly online are a lot of these trends of these like oh happy poses and you know and they get the likes and people are just like hyping it up but there's so much more value and meaning when you're just really it's about them like you said who they are and who they're going to be and as they're going together. And I see that not only in how you photograph them, but I love reading your captions. Like I remember reading one where you're talking about how couples should fight or shouldn't fight in the sense that like you should not fight dirty. It, It just totally, every word touched me because I was just reflecting my own relationship and just thinking about it and always being conscious of my words. And of course, it's healthy to have discussions and just, you know, have your viewpoint. I'm always standing strong when something is there, but I'm always very careful about what I say. And likewise, he is to me. And then obviously, uh, yeah, most of our fights are (laughs) also the daily fights would be probably on something so simple, which doesn't matter. But like, it's not the case for a lot of people. And I just love, I just want to say that I love that you're bringing these thoughts and ideas along with the imagery and the art, you know, it's, um, it's so good. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, um, you know, I'll tell you one of my
1: absolute favorite photo sessions that I did, uh, it was actually with friends. So it was just a spontaneous shoot, it wasn't, um, it wasn't anything paid or, or, um, or an assignment or anything. Really, really good friends. And they had just had a a baby, so they had a a two years old toddler, mm-hmm. and she was still breastfeeding. It was hard to it was hard to transition to start breastfeeding, but it wasn't quite choice anymore. It was more out of I don't really know how to handle that transition, and and my kid doesn't really know how to handle that transition, and the father is sort of in between, and and it was just becoming hard, and yeah. um. And, it, and it's just such a common thing for mm-hmm. any parents of young toddlers, whether it's because of, you know, breastfeeding, transitioning or, or not sleeping at night or anything. But it's just that, that moment in life when you're so vulnerable because there's no school to teach you how to be a first-time parent. Not uh, at all. First-time parent. And so when you come to this age, I just have so many – I guess this is why it's so important for me. It's because they're the people that I know on up the surface, but all of these people that I have in my life that I'm close to, um, I realized they're all fighting battles. They're all bearing some kind of weight. And, and this is who we are. We are heroes. Everyday life. It's, uh, and we don't talk about it because it's such a common thing, you know? So why am I going to complain and this and that? But anyway, we're talking and, and she's like, I know we love each other. She's talking about her partner and she's like, I know we love each other. But honestly, I'm too tired to even go there. Like I just, it's somewhere there, Mm -hmm. you know, love and marriage vows and everything. But right now, I'm just so tired. I barely know my own name, let alone remembering his name. I can relate. Yeah, that could happen (laughs) as a mother. And honestly, all of the parents that I know will tell you the same. It's just so hard. And so I tell her, I'm like, look, you know, while you're here, you're on vacation, we can find very easily someone to babysit um, your son and we can go and I can take photos of you just so that you've got this little reminder of who you are as a couple, because it is important for you to remember that. And she was like, and it broke my heart. Honestly, it just literally broke my heart because she said, you know what? Part of me would like that, but also part of me, it's been so long since we haven't really connected that I'm afraid photos will just show what's broken. (sighs) Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's the, the most terrible thing because photos, they don't they don't lie. You know, we can engineer a nice pose and, you know, we can come up with prompts. But at the end of the day, photos, they don't lie. Mm-hmm. And, and so I didn't want to insist. I was like, look, it's out there. If it's something you want to do, I would be more than happy to do it. If not, if it's something that's actually causing you any kind of stress or anything, just forget about it. And she said, look, I'll talk to him, her husband. Yeah. And, um, and so she did. But the holidays went on and nothing happened. And then the last day we were going out and he came to me just very sort of shy. And he was like, hey, Belle, can you grab a camera? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Obviously, happy to. Mm-hmm. So I did. And we had maybe 15 minutes to photograph them. And oh my God, those 15 minutes, they were like a complete revenge. They were like a complete revenge over all the stupid nights, all the times when, you know, you're just fighting over stupid things because, you know, you're irritated, you're tired, you're just yeah. this and that, and you lash out. And so the photos were incredible. I mean, the happiness that came through was crazy, powerful, and yeah, I can't. I can't say it any other way. It really felt like they were taking those 15 minutes and just bundling up all the love, all the happiness and all the connection for yeah. years. You know, like when you take a huge breath before you go back underwater? Mm-hmm. This is what it felt like. And when they saw the photos, because I showed them, I edited right away and I called them and I was like, hey guys, come in here for a while. And they saw the photos and they they were like mute. And so I turned around and they were actually both with tears rolling down yeah and and he hugged me like he hugged <laughs> me so tight and she said you have no idea and that's when it made me think you know this is one of these ding 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 moments when mm-hmm. when things they've, they've been in your head somewhere but but they're not really formulated and this moment is when I realized okay I absolutely love to photograph Young love, you know, when you're all over each other and you got stars in your eyes and everything, the world is amazing, and so on and so forth. But I think what I love what gives meaning to what I do, as far as I'm concerned, is to photograph the people who you know they hold on to each other, yeah. even when it's, hard, even when it's just you know it's not not so bright anymore, even when you're tired, even when you've been you know just at its low at his or her lowest or things like this i'm like this kind of love it deserves to be celebrated it deserves to be yeah celebrated spoken out shown and and admired and that's
0: that's why i do what i do you know it's yeah always, it's, it's not like reality. it's the core yeah absolutely especially like just seeing it from Once you've experienced motherhood, right, especially in the beginning where you're so consumed by taking care of like your child and all the things, the worries that come with it, the highs, the lows, that sometimes you feel like you're losing yourself even. Sorry, I'm just totally taking in all that you're saying. I was talking to my sister recently about images should be taken even like the beginning days of motherhood because most of us maybe we're just not feeling attractive we're just lying there totally exhausted breastfeeding it feels like every other minute (laughs) and all that and then you look back and you're like wait it's such a blur I can't remember it and I don't have photos of it right and it's just so sad but I mean for me I'm on my second baby so like as messy, as crazy, as everything, as chaotic as it is, I just always made sure that we're taking that picture, taking that picture. It doesn't matter if it's not good. Sometimes we just focus too much, I feel like, on the optics of how a picture we think should look. And like you said, it's about how we feel or just really capturing those those memories and those moments. I love what you do. And I just love how you just you go there that deep like even thinking about the couples and who they are what they've been through what they're going through and how that's really going to change the relationship in the future how it's going to strengthen their bond you know yeah
1: yeah i think it's important. like i i like to when we go i like to take them on a little journey of their own you know i like to take them back to when they first met and and there's there's one thing um there's one thing that is, is always creating surprise in the nicest way so I don't I don't do prompts when I when I take yeah. couples on a session I, I don't really do I, I mean I'll get them they're in my bag of tricks you know but I, I really rarely find the, the need for them but what I do is I, I do try to really reignite connection and so one of the very simple things that I always do is that I'll go so they'll be cuddling up. And I will tell one of them, okay, so I'm just going to take a little step back. So whatever you're going to say now, I'm not going to hear. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to describe your partner in three words, not three sentences, not 10 words, just three words. Take your time. Think about it. You know, you can snuggle up. You can close your eyes. You can breathe. Once you've got the three words, I just want you to let the person know, whether it's a he or she, just let the person know. And so most of the time I give them privacy, but most of the time they're happy to just, you know, spit it out loud. And so most of the time I hear what they actually tell each other and the partner that's receiving the words. Nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, did not see these words coming.
0: Yeah. They wow. just
1: completely caught off guard by surprise. And and I've had so many, especially with women, I've had so many women actually crying From hearing these words, because they never thought—that's the thing. We live side by side, and we're thinking that we're living the same story, but we don't know how our partner actually sees us because we don't—we don't go every every day writing poetry and telling each other, you know, (laughs) that we're grateful for and how amazing we are. But we need that, all of us, you know, humans. We need recognition. We need to feel. You know, that we belong, we need to feel assured to whatever extent that is, but it, it's true. And so people usually expect really basic common words like, oh, you're beautiful, or you're smart. Smart, or you're yes. But usually partners come up with very specific, unique things. And so all of a sudden, I can see that the person is like, he sees me, she sees me, it's not just the general things that anyone who speaks to me more than two seconds would be able to say, that person sees me. And it is incredible. It's incredible. And I've had so many couples who would actually tell me, you know, well, it's actually funny because you dropped us back to our resort or, or we went back to our place. And the conversation that started with you, we actually carried it on all through the evening and all through the night and it had been so long since we had just spoken so wholeheartedly like two young lovers and this Mm and that because I think first date I'm like okay so who made the first move and do you remember what she was wearing do you remember what he looked like and this and that and and it's just so it's so beautiful I mean love stories they're they're just they're every kind of paradox in the world they're like fierce fragile they're completely mad and unreasonable and and yet again it's you know it's something that every everybody does at some point um, so it's a beautiful thing I feel very very privileged and fortunate to be able to do this and and also back to what you were saying about kids so Moira my my little girl so she's most likely my biggest... Why in why I do this? Part of it is because I want her to know that you can't chase your dreams. It's not going to come without work. It's not going to come without a price to pay. It's not going to come without hard choices. But you can actually decide to follow your dreams. It is a possibility. It is an option. Uh, but also because I want her to be able to look at all these photos and and be like, okay, so this is what love can look Mm -hmm. like because for me so so my father is French which is a very open culture uh when it comes to love and seduction and physical affection and this and that and my mom is Vietnamese so it's the complete opposite because Asians they're not the most showing people they're not the people who say I love you every day they're not the people who kiss you in public it's just not what we do and for me it was a little bit confusing you know when I was first taking my first steps in the world of crushes and, and boyfriends and things like this. It was very confusing where I was standing. And and it was it took me a while to find a balance. And then also when Oli and I separated, so this is when I literally really started photographing weddings and couples. Mm-hmm. And I remember all my friends were like, are you insane? Like, why do you go on photographing couples who are in love and, you know, dedicating their whole life to each other when you're, heart is broken and your marriage is falling apart and all that time all I could say is because if I don't then I'll stop believing you know I'll just say oh yeah you know I'll be be broken it'll just be I wanted to be like no this is my story this is what's happening to me now but love is happening every day everywhere you just gotta keep believing in it and then I would pay attention to the vows that spouses were exchanging and I would pick on some things you know that maybe I didn't realize until that moment Mm -hmm. and started relating in a very different way on a very different level and so today it is one more reason you know I want my baby girl to be able to see what healthy love and relationship looks like and I'm not talking about the fluff, you know, of the, the the pretty dresses or anything, but I just wanted to be able to look at a collection of people in love. Oh, okay. So you can behave this way with your partner. You can show that respect. You can have that intensity in your eyes. You can say those words. You can, yeah, I just wanted to have that little, because we learn, I mean, Jesus, we learn mathematics and geography and history and <laughs> yes. God knows what. Mm-hmm. teaches you how to love nobody will tell you you know stand up for yourself or allow yourself to be vulnerable nobody will tell you this is okay and this is not okay we're just left to figure it out and it is damn hard
0: it's really hard it's really hard it's just it's like they give you that baby (laughs) at the hospital and they're like okay you can go home now you're like okay (laughs) is there a manual that comes along with this as well (laughs) Yeah, but um, <laughs> a little side note, my daughter, her name is Myra, which I think oh, wow. is so similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to hear more about, because I think you have a lot planned for this year. And I'm thinking you're going to get maybe <laughs> the education space. Is that, am I right on that? I'm in this
1: roller coaster. It's the same phase, you know, as you are when you quit your nine to five and your security, like your financial security and so on and, and visibility to just go venture in the world of being uh, an entrepreneur and yeah. having your own business and a creative one on top of it. So, so yeah, last, last year, because 2020 was what it was, I guess, There's been good days and bad days for probably everybody to different extents, but probably for everybody. I definitely had days that that were hard because literally all of the couples that I tend to photograph are coming from Australia and New Zealand. And because our borders are completely shut down, nobody's coming in and nobody's getting out. And so I've lost the entirety of my business in
0: maybe three days. Oh my goodness. Three days. That literally is... when the
1: borders started shutting down, it was just one email after another, We're so sorry, Val, we hate to hate to do this, but we've just and we have you know parents that are a bit older and we don't want to take risks traveling with them. Da, da, da. So so yeah, I, I lost like and you know it's terrible because we put so much of ourselves in our photography businesses, it's very hard for us to to put boundaries, you know, to not make it personal to, I mean, we invest. for most wedding photographers that I know we're chasing a dream, whatever our reasons are, wherever we come from, we're chasing a dream. And so you build all of this and, and my business was really flourishing. It was taking off. It was flourishing. 2020 was going to be an incredible year. And then all of a sudden it's gone. It's just gone. That's it. And so I did for myself a little pity party. And then I did go for my daughter and my husband's big hug. I needed that. But then, like I said, my mom, she's she's an extraordinary woman. She's been through a heck of a lot in life. But she's like, baby girl, you're just going to rise up and get it together and go forward because it's not going to change. It's what it is. So what you do with it is the only thing that you actually can have an impact on. And so because I wasn't working, I started, like many people, I started thinking, okay, well, now I have all this time, what can I do with it? Other than just enjoying the time I can spend with my baby girl and helping my partner in his own and diva's. What can I do for my own growth, for my own business to and for my own mental health? Sanity, yes. Um, And that's when I started really, really, really focusing on the underwater photography. And this was just such a huge turn to me. It was extraordinary. It changed absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. It was, for one, it, for me, it was reconnecting with a whole part of who I am mm-hmm. and especially my childhood. Because, so I grew up on this island. I grew up spending most of my time, at least my spare time, in the water but then two things happened in my life the first one is that my little sister she so she passed away she passed away drowning oh and God. so yeah. i think um that created a sense of it wasn't conscious to be honest it was never something that i was conscious about mm-hmm. but i think that it sort of created this this resistance so it's the ocean and the second thing that happened was that I moved to Paris and so the ocean was just not in my life anymore and when I would come back for the summer holidays I just wouldn't go swimming so much anymore I used to super dive I've even done a little bit of surfing I used to be in the water all the time but then I came back and all of a sudden I wasn't really I was so glad to be home but I didn't feel the need to go and swim but then the third thing that happened is that Moira was born, and so Ali is a complete ocean person. I mean, he's an ocean. He's probably got more salt water in his veins than blood. Where did Anything he grow he up? In um, uh, the south of France. South okay. South of France, so by the Mediterranean Sea. Okay. And, um, and Moira is just the same. I mean, you should see, I've got photos, I've got underwater photos of her from our trip in December. And her eyes are like wide open and her smile is insane. I mean, she looks like a fanatic. You You need to send me those pictures. I have to see them. I will pose them. I'm definitely about to pose them. And so I just started going back to the water just to be with them. And then because, you know, I'm always sort of thinking photography and the next thing I want to try and this and that. Obviously, at some point I was like, "Hmm, let's try you know, I'm a couples photography couple. And I did. And uh it was it's like everything aligned. I was like, okay, I'm so put it like like this. For so long, I'm not a I'm not a a summer person. I'm actually more of a winter person. I love the cold. I love the snow. I love the hot cocoa. <laughs> really the fireplace and all of it. Yeah, yes, really, absolutely. So, okay. so being here on a tropical island, it's it's not really. Um, but that's the <laughs> thing, you know. It's um, we've got to be we've got to be honest with ourselves because if if it re- if it was really what I wanted, then I would have made different choices. True. Because coming back here isn't Olivia's first idea. As much as he's made a life here and as much as he loved it here, now, uh, probably if I didn't want to come back he wouldn't have come or suggested we come all the way here, like 22,000 kilometers from France. But my point is, it just made me realize, okay, maybe it's time to stop making excuses. Maybe it's time that I stop complaining that my photography isn't as great as it could be because, you know, I don't live in a place where the light is just so soft and nice and wintry. Right. Maybe it's time to start making excuses because we don't have that moody, misty forest. Maybe it's time to stop making excuses because I don't have mountains to climb and this and that because that's what I was doing. See, mm-hmm. for me, there's a real line between admiring somebody else's work, which is something that's really healthy, and using that admiration as an excuse to not go your own way to not go on your own journey because for years I was literally literally like oh yeah but you know my photography can never be that great because the wedding venues here they're not that flashy they're not that romantic they're not that you know, historically charged and so on and so forth. My photography cannot be amazing because the light here is super harsh and it's full of contrast and it's got green cast all over. My photography cannot be amazing because, you know, it's not Iceland. It's not the Pacific Northwest. It's not the Dolomites.
0: Right. So so oh, I know all of yeah
1: It's so easy. You see something and it is beautiful. There's no saying it's not beautiful. It is. But also, if this is stopping you from creating your own beauty, then you're just making up excuses because i am a hundred percent convinced that if you you know there's this french writer i can't remember his name i'll check it out if you want it for your yeah of course please do he basically said something like we don't need new travel destinations we need a new set of lives so all of these thoughts sort of came together And while I was reconnecting with my childhood, while I was spending this time with my daughter and my husband and our friends and taking couples underwater and and also exploring this entirely new field of photography, I mean, it was like starting again from scratch because let me tell you, it is nothing like photographing on land. The light works differently the communication with your couple is different, the body language is different, and all of this in just a handful of seconds. Not all of my couples are professional freedivers or even amateur freedivers. And because also, because it it was was a new artistic way to empower women because I have so many women. I'm a woman, I I have, there's so many things about me that are wrong, (laughs) I could make your list like this big, right away, two seconds, easy. And all of the women that I have around me and that I love and adore and admire and I'm proud of them, I know that all of them, they could make you that same list of all the things that they do not like about themselves. But when I'm shooting them underwater, you know, for that, that little moment in time, mm-hmm. it's like we can all be equal in grace uh, because we're floating, we're floating. We're not bound by weight anymore. We're not, you know, it's, we're not bound by anything, really. And and also, because we're too busy swimming, we're not self-conscious. And when I say self-conscious, what I really mean is we're not self-deprecating. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. We're not demeaning ourselves, which is something we constantly do when we're, when we know there's a camera pointed at us. There's this, this mean little voice inside our head that's like, oh, you know, your pimple's going to show or your your stains are going to show or mm-hmm. your arms are going to show that or your double chin is going to come out we're just thinking all of this but when you're underwater you cannot be thinking about this you can't because it's it's just such a complete different world everything is different and you are free it's funny because you're totally not free because in 30 seconds you're going to need to go up and breathe yeah for a moment you are also completely free and and it's an exhilarating experience it's it's freeing. It's it's liberating. It's it's a gift. I really think that it's a gift. And so I started just going deeper and deeper and deeper into this underwater photography, into what it means to me. Not not just in terms of creating something new and something autistic, but I just realized the main thing was that I was feeling absolute joy. Um, I was I was just free myself as well and allowing myself to still admire all of this beauty that you see on Instagram, but also thinking that is fantastic, but this is not the way that I can go, but I can go down this way and this way is also fantastic. And and the joy that you feel from creating something that is coming 100% from you, it's free of influence, it's free of chance, it's free of, of whatever pressure we put On ourselves because it's all coming from us. Nobody is telling you you've got to be like this person or this person or this person. This is entirely us and and it's our limiting beliefs. It's the things that we do to make ourselves doubts because it's scary. What can I create if I just give myself permission? And the funny thing that happened is that once I started creating something that really came from within, it started having traction because for years I was just one couple photographer in an ocean of couple photographers and and there were so many talented people in this industry it's insane it's so many. many people you see but then all of a sudden I was standing out not because I tried to but just because I was honestly genuinely doing my own thing like Chewie does when he's Chewie photo. um, I know know, his
0: work (laughs) yeah.
1: And he's doing his own thing with you know people that love it and people that don't but he's doing it honestly and and people are attracted to this because I think I believe that when they see that somewhere maybe unconsciously they think well maybe there's something unique for me to do you know maybe I'm not there yet but if these people are doing it, if these people came at some point of the journey to finding their thing, my thing has got to be there. If only I look for it, you know, if only I allow myself to take a little bit of distance from the fantastic photos that I see every day and, and see what happens, see what happens from there. So it's, it's an amazing feeling. It's really, it's something that I yeah. wish for as a photographer. Uh, it's an experience that I would love to also teach, because that's the thing, past the first impression, past the feeling, there is also something that you can transform into a methodology, like for example, the ocean was there all the time, I just wasn't looking at it, Mm -hmm. you know, all I was thinking was, okay, you know, it's a beach, they're all the same, it's like, a stretch of sand and then blue from the ocean and then blue from the sky and then maybe orange and gold if it's the sunset, but that's it. You know, click, repeat, click, repeat, click, repeat. And I was just like getting so bored. But that was my fault all this time because the ocean was always there. And that's what I mean when I say, when you know, about this quote that we don't need new destinations, we need a new set of eyes because I think no matter where you live, it will always be easy to make up excuses like, oh, I live in an industrial town. Right. There's no big outdoors. There's no this, there's no that. It's not fancy. It's not flashy. It's not historical. Da da, 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 da. It's not charming. Um, you could be like, I live in the desert. What am I going to do? Or you can be like, I live in the mountains, but I absolutely adore the beach. It's very easy. But the truth is, there's, when you find not only your why, but also your space, your practical physical space magic can happen because the truth is i know the ocean i i'm i'm like a fish you put me in the ocean and i'm 100% comfortable because i grew up with the ocean if you took me to the desert to do a shoot i would probably really really love it but i might not be able to handle it because we're strangers to each other Mm -hmm. you know what i mean this environment You know it inside out. I can't anticipate how the light is going to work. I can't anticipate how the sand might be a nice playground. So I'll be able to do something good, probably. Maybe something great that I will love. But I know that I'll never be able to perform in the desert with the same mastery that I can in the ocean. Because the ocean, it's my place. You know, the girls from Adventure Instead, the mountains, they own those places. They just, you can... That mountains are in their blood, that they just know them and love them. And they're able to bring their majesty out in their photos for the couples that they serve. And that's
0: fantastic. And and the service they provide. I mean, just the passion that Maddie Mae just talks about, these adventure elopements. Totally see it. Honestly, I could not see myself hiking
1: at three a.m. in a mountain. I couldn't. I'm a, I'm good in the outdoors, and I'm 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 close to nature and all, but I don't know how I would pull it out. Yeah, and that's the reality. And and if people just allow themselves to look at their environment with kindness rather
0: than judgment,
1: mm-hmm. I am sure that magic is just around the corner. I believe that hundred percent.
0: I feel like I'm on this journey where you're talking about, about really digging deeper. And also I was talking to serjana <laughs> Tinted Photography, they are so inspiring. And cause we were just talking about like seeing artistic expression, bringing that into our work compared to serving, let's say, you know, your average client who just wants pretty photos and just how one can transition into that artistic world is I think it's a struggle a lot of photographers face of yeah taking that step number one actually even figuring out in which direction to go which path is the authentic path to ourselves and also making a living doing what we love and making sure we do have those clients who understand that vision and come along with us I think that's like one of the hardest things to do.
1: It is. It's it's actually
0: scary. It is scary on so many levels. But the way. So I've been
1: um, in the new things that I was considering for, for this year, and that I'm I'm putting my heart into right now. I actually want to do an online course for photographers to help them getting there, because you know I've I've been through a lot of workshops, signed up for a lot of courses. I've bought a lot of online guides and, and all of them and I have no regrets about it, I, they are absolutely necessary but there's one thing that usually people get mixed up in terms of chronology and timeline and I totally did is that first they develop skills mm-hmm. and then it's like in, in our heads, it's like we're thinking okay, I'm just going to develop this skill to become an extremely competent photographer mm-hmm. and once that is done, I'm going to hopefully develop my artistic personality i'm going to figure out what it is i want to do and where it is i want to go but today i actually think it should be the opposite it should be have your vision first of where you want to go and why what you want to do and why and then you'll figure out the how then you will be like okay so this is what i need to know to make this vision come true This is what I need to sign up for in terms of courses and learning and so on to make sure that I give myself the tools to actually make my vision come true. But most of the time we're actually focusing on learning the practical skills and then we're just thinking once this is done, not ever knowing when it's going to be done because there's always something more to learn or somebody that's just going to throw a new perspective to whatever you thought you knew. And so you just keep learning, and learning, and learning, and learning, and learning, and learning, and learning. And and you
0: never ever
1: stop to be like, okay, where am I? Like in all of this, who am I? What matters to me? How am, why am I even learning all of this anyway? In you know, aside from just being able to use my camera and and read the light and and compose a good photo and so on. um, How is this helping me? Because I think all photographers, have an artistic, have an artist somewhere within. And artists, we want to say something. It's usually something that's inside us and we don't really know what it is. We don't really know what it is we want to say exactly. Yeah. We just need to find somewhere, some some manner, some, some tool, some vehicle to let it out in the world. And so for some people, it's painting or sculpting or... Whatever, drawing and for us it's photography. Right. Which is also in a different because it, it involves technology compared to more traditional forms of art. So for a long time, like also most photographers that I know, I've suffered from imposter syndrome. I was like, But who am I? You know, who am I to even consider teaching anyone about anything? And also everyone has a unique story. So telling people about my story and how I've been able to, you know, switch from doing photos to creating my own art. Who am I to even think that I can help? But the reality is, I think people, they're not there to judge you. And and, and if you can help them just a little bit to move forward in this direction, a lot of people probably say, yes, please. And a lot of the courses that we find in terms of couple and wedding photography, they're informative. They're about teaching you skills, how to do better marketing, how to be better on social media, how to better compose your photos. A lot of them will talk to you about your why, but I don't know you. For me, it's always been like this huge mystical creature, my why that's suddenly going to change my life. I've realized maybe it doesn't have to be, maybe it can be demystified. Maybe it can be taken you know in baby steps and maybe i can actually help just because i was lucky enough that somewhere along the way i stumbled upon my my thing really and yeah. um so this is something that i would love to work with photographers about i've had amazing teachers who have taught me a lot about photography and helped me get better but I will say that tinted photography, I consider them as mentors because they didn't really pass on their own skills. It's more that they sat down and, you know, had a chat with me to figure out what I had inside and what I could do with this, with this uniqueness, with this story, with these skills, what could I do with it? And they've built confidence and now I'm like, okay. I
0: actually want to help people exploring this, you
1: know? It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> and
0: I think it's not necessarily in this classic way of teaching, but more being a guide and just kind of like opening someone's eyes, and like you said, also kind of giving them that confidence that they are on the right path. Because sometimes it's not really that people necessarily need to make a 180 degree change, it can just be that minimal switch that kind of really changes the, the way to go that's really good oh wow valerie i can talk to you for ages i feel like this was a mentoring session for myself because i am on this journey and 2020 has done a lot for me but i think 2021 is going to do even more anyone can do it if you want to do it if you have the courage because that's one thing my last thing will be that so sometimes good.
1: it's not so much about the confidence because we don't wake up any day, all of a sudden, thinking confident, uh, feeling confident. And and we keep looking at these photos on the Instagram thinking, oh, my God, they must be so confident because they've achieved so much. But the reality is, before confidence, there is courage. You need to take that first step. You need to take that leap of faith.
0: Yeah. You know, you need
1: to, to be like, all right, I'm letting go. I'm letting go and come what may. So, this is the one thing that I will tell people if they had one thing to remember it's that it all starts with courage and if it's your if it's in their heart if it's something they love they'll do it
0: they'll
1: yeah. find the courage to do it courage will lead to confidence and confidence will lead to
0: you know yeah, it. absolutely like everyone who's listening to this has to follow along i'm gonna put your instagram handle your website everything in the show notes you can just shout out what your instagram handle is for the people it's going to be an incredible year for you.
1: my thank, <laughs> thank you. My Instagram is at Valerie Fernandez Photography. It's awfully long. I, I need to come up with something better, but that's what it is. end, Fernandez F E R N A N D E Z Photography. And people can't just show up and say hi. I'm 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 really about connection more than just you know split of a second kind of relationship. We love to, to share and get to know them, you know, make, make a two-way kind of relationship. That would be awesome. That would be totally awesome. Oh,
0: Valerie, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, honestly,
1: thank you so much. So, so, so much for having me there and taking the time to chat with me. I'm so thankful, like so
0: thankful. And I appreciate you so much. Everything you shared is amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of My Wedding Season, the podcast. To be notified when a new episode goes live, make sure that you subscribe. I'd love for you to write a comment or leave a review. Let me know what you want more of. For the show notes, head on over to idas-blog.com forward slash podcast. If you want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram or find me hanging out in a room on Clubhouse. My handle for both is at Ida Glovick, A I D A G L O W I K. I'm cheering you on, and until next time.